You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, happy and happening hooligans. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your <laughs> weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode nine. And of course, I am your humble host, Karen. And along with me, are our tribe of trivia treasuring troubadours, our co-host <laughs> contestants. I'm Colin. Dana. And I'm Chris. Woo! Nine episodes. Nine Ooh, episodes. Hard to bad. believe. Hard to yeah. believe. We're going on double digits next week. <laughs> <gasps> Woo! We're almost the big kid now. <laughs> Speaking of episodes, back in episode six, which is our, our word episode, Dana shared a very interesting word. If you haven't heard that episode, please listen to it because it's your new favorite word. It's snarge. <laughs> and it stands for bird. When what happens when a bird and an airplane collide? Oh, right. Yeah. Or the name of it doesn't yeah, stand yeah. for it. Bird yeah, smoothie. Yeah. Bird, 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 bird smoothie. <laughs> and uh, last night I was watching Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. You guys remember that? Great movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There was that scene, and I totally forgot. I mean, last time I saw this movie, I was a kid. You know, I'm rewatching it now, and there's that part where Sean Connery f- shoes all the seagulls. Oh, right, with his umbrella. Right. Yeah. yeah and yeah. totally killed down a Nazi plane. Oh, because all yeah, the seagulls yeah. came and you know, uh, I yeah. guess interrupted the engines and also they, they were broke bad. the windshield yeah. and all that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy. Death they by got snarge. snarge. Yeah, yeah. And I, was like, I saw that scene. I was like, that's snarge. <laughs> and uh, I have some cool uh, Last Crusade trivia tidbits really quickly. Uh-huh. It was the first movie. Uh, where an insurance company underwrote the world's first insurance policy with a thousand rat deductible. <laughs> <laughs> Is that scene? The rats, the right, where they're rats. flooding the, uh, the catacombs, right? So the first thousand rats, they're on their own. Yeah. <laughs> the, rest, the rest of them have insurance, yeah. And uh, the, the rats were actually specially bred. They bred those rats oh. for that scene. Huh. And, you know, obviously, when you're working with animals, especially with a thousand of them or more, days worth of shooting is really, it would cost so much money. So they have to make sure they, they got it right. Yeah, especially if the rats are unionized. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. Little, little picket Aww. signs. Well, they were shooting in Europe, too. And, I mean, oh, man, God. European labor laws with rats. <laughs> yeah. good, good luck firing one of those guys. Yeah. Those were American rats. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Last Crusade was the first Indiana Jones movie to receive a PG-13 rating because of Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom, the second Indiana Jones movie, was instrumental in actually the development of the PG-13 rating. I remember rating. that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I'm not really sure. Maybe it's the baby snakes coming out of the mommy snake or the heart. I think right. the, heart the heart among the other yeah. things is the most Eyeball intense. soup. Yeah. 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 That movie was yeah. pretty gross. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, because originally it was GPGR, right? And it was just like, oh. yeah, everybody. Yeah, that's right. Everybody but, you know, parents should probably be aware of some things yeah. and like, no kids. I seem to remember and I'm, I'm sure someone's going to correct me if I'm wrong, but I seem to remember that Red Dawn was the first PG-13 movie. Mm. I, I think I remember uh, that little nugget of information. And Starring if, Patrick if I'm wrong, Swayze. mea culpa. Yes. <laughs> and Jennifer Grey, their first movie together. So, um, if you guys listened to last week's episode, you know that I issued a challenge uh, towards the end uh, yes. after our final yes. quiz. But let me just restate that question. I, I challenged all the Good Job Brain listeners to uh, to submit the answer in the comments thread. So, the, the challenge 
was take the name of the family dog from a popular cartoon series of the 1980s and switch two of its letters, uh, and you will get the name of a family dog from a popular cartoon series that started in the 1990s. Um, give us the names of the two television shows. And the answers, or the answer was Inspector Gadget. With Brain. With Brain and Family Guy. And the family dog, of course, is Brian. So the answer was Inspector Gadget and Family Guy. Awesome. But yeah, thank you so much to everybody who, uh, who participated. Good job, everybody. Good job. All right, it's time for a Pop Quiz Hot Shot. Everybody get your barnyard buzzers ready. I got my random Trivial Pursuit card, and let's go. Blue Wedge, Hong Kong, Singapore, and Taiwan all use what unit of currency? Chris. The dollar. Correct. Not the U.S. dollar, but they call it the dollar. Their own dollars, right. All right, Pink Wedge for pop culture. Oh, easy. Finish this (sighs) sentence. Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You uh, killed my father, blank. Uh, Chris. Oh, he buzzed in he early. Buzzed he early. buzzed in totally I, early. I defer to whoever wants to take it. Colin. Uh, you killed my father, prepare, prepare to, to die. die. Correct, from uh, <laughs> the beloved Princess Bride. Yellow Wedge. Name three of the six U.S. presidents with the first name James. Chris. James K. Polk. James Garfield, James Madison. Correct. Yes. Wow, good those job. Are the, yeah. Those are the three I was going to say. Are those the, are there you any said there more? were six? Yeah, six. So Madison, Monroe, ah, yes. Polk, Polk, Buchanan, Garfield, and, of course, Carter. Jimmy oh, Carter. Oh, right, James right. Carter. I never would have said that. Oh, that's good. Clever. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, Purple Wedge. What long-running Broadway musical was based on an epic French novel published in 1862? <laughs> Colin. Uh, that is Les Miserables. Correct. Uh, less Miserables. <laughs> less Miserables. Green Wedge for Science. What kind of pencil has flatter sides to prevent it from rolling? We've seen them before. What are they technically called? Wait, what are they? What kind of pencil has flatter sides to prevent it from rolling? <laughs> Is it a drafting pencil? Is that Incorrect. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say like a draftsman's pencil yeah. or something to that effect. It is called carpenter's pencil. Oh, carpenter's oh. okay. pencil. Yeah, That's, of course. Because right. you want to put it down. You don't want it to roll away right, on you. Right, yeah, right, right. Orange wedge. If yuppies are young urban professionals, what are dinks? D-I-N-K-S. Dinks. Dinks. Uh, I remember that was like an 80s one. That's double income, no kids. Correct. Nice. Double income, no kids. All right. We have our Kickstarter back questions as well. And this one is from Troy Branch from uh, Graham Washington. And guess what? It's another Blade Runner question. Oh, dear. Man. <laughs> Let's try to get this one right the first time. What are the chances? <laughs> Keep getting Kickstarter backer questions uh, dedicated to Blade Runner. All right. In Blade Runner, the top of the police headquarters building is part of what mothership? Oh. Uh, what mother? Is it Millennium Falcon, right? Incorrect. Mm. But it is from another movie. Okay. Somebody made fun of me on Twitter for not uh, watching Blade Runner. He was like, oh, you have to watch Blade I was like, oh, we've had all the trivia questions. <laughs> <laughs> we've exhausted Surely we're done with that. It's a, it's a spaceship from a movie? Yes. Yeah. From around that time. Oh. From another movie. I have another guess. 
Um, is it from Alien? Incorrect. Oh, man, all right, I'm out of guess. The mothership name. is from Close Encounters oh, of the Third Kind. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Jeopardy from song, not the Close Encounters song. And Troy picked this question because Blade Runner is his favorite movie, one of his favorite movies. All right. And obviously, we are behind on. Uh... I'm gonna watch that movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, if only because this is what all the backer questions are. Yeah, so. <laughs> for the audience, for oh, yeah. the people, yeah. I'll watch Blade Runner. Go study up. Good job, everybody's brains. Let's jump into our topic, which is an awesome topic because it's something that everybody loves, which is junk food. To eat them all in just one sitting Everything it seems I like's a little bit sweeter A little bit fatter A little bit humble for me Oh man, junk food is so great! <laughs> I love junk food! I mean, I think by definition you have to love junk food. That's, it's that, called junk that's food! That's why you wouldn't eat it otherwise because <laughs> it has no other redeeming qualities. So what are some of you guys' favorite junk food? And some some info behind it. I love Cheetos. <laughs> so good. Actually, um, I asked this question to our our, our Facebook uh, page, and a lot of people say Cheetos. They're... What about it? What about it? It's so alluring. I love the color. I love that the the neon orange gets on everywhere. Everything. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> so you feel like you you really that food has an impact on your life. <laughs> For the rest of the day, your fingers are a little orange. It's, it's, a, it's yeah. a visceral experience. I love it. Dana's cat pretty much glows orange now. <laughs> Her nights are just chomp, 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 pet, pet, pet. Well, the other thing with, like with Cheetos too, like there's no question that you're eating junk food because there's oh, yeah. no, there's nothing oh, in yeah. nature that no. has that color. That there's, color yeah. or, the, or that shape. Color is <laughs> offensive to nature. It's perfectly. <laughs> yeah. I found out though, and the cheesy flavor, the cheesy deliciousness didn't test very well in China. So actually, the flavors that they have are um, American creamy sauce and, <laughs> and, uh, and oh my. Oh, messy man. Japanese steak. And then um, in Japan, they actually have strawberry flavored Cheetos, which is... But with no cheese, right? Obviously. Yeah, it's a plain yeah. Cheeto. And then they it's, put... a, it's a corn flavored snack with just right. dusted with something No, different. no, not dusted with. It has strawberry icing on it. Oh, whoa. whoa that yeah. sounds good. It's a yang yang stick or a pocky stick, really. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to go to there. <laughs> <laughs> and they're supposed to be delicious. That's what I've heard. Oh, man. I don't doubt it. Cheetos are awesome. I can see yeah, the savory, the beefsteak. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Cheetos are they're savory. I'd even try Cheetos with strawberry icing. I just want to know what a, I, just, I really yeah. want to know what American creamy sauce is. I know. <laughs> besides on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> what could it be? That's what she like, said. <laughs> like tartar sauce? No. I'm thinking maybe just like barbecue meat? sauce, country gravy, like maybe. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know. American creamy Man. sauce. All right. If anybody out there listening knows. Oh, savor- yes. oh, shoot. Savory American cream. Savory American cream. In my mind, it's American cream creamy sauce. sauce. Hey, savory American cream. That sounds like better. gravy to me. That sounds yeah, like yeah, Oh, yeah. I see. Okay. You know, gravy gravy Cheetos. No. <laughs> yeah, I, for me, it's like my biggest junk food weakness is French fries. Like, just love French fries ever since I was a kid. Every Every form, I mean, curly fries, steak fries, sweet oh, potato curly fries. fries. 
Curly fries are probably the best. Seasoned fries. It prompted to go do a little bit of researching. You know, my favorite anecdote about French fries that I had always heard before was that they were introduced to the U.S. Uh, by Thomas Jefferson. And no. Yes. Oh, because yes, yeah. he hung out in France. Well, yeah, he was essentially the. I mean, they didn't call the ambassador. He was the, I guess, the minister to France for five years before mm. he was president. And yeah, one of the mm. things that he brought back with him and kind of popularized and, and is generally credited is is French fries. And right. he served them at a White House dinner as potatoes fried in the French manner. Which oh, sounds so elegant. It does. Yeah. It does. Um, but this was the interesting part that I didn't know. I guess they weren't they they weren't called French fries until popularly until after World War One. And the Belgians and the French hotly dispute who invented them. But that's where we got the name was after World War One. I. I wonder what Thomas Jefferson would say about freedom fries. <laughs> oh gosh, I know. <laughs> I, I wonder know. if when he when he did have his fancy dinner parties and they served French fries as this kind of gourmet thing, like did they eat the, eat them with their hands or do you eat them with like a knife and fork? I would imagine with the hands, but that's a really good question right? well, yeah seems like at a fancy dinner at the white house yeah. are you eating with your hands that's a good question yeah. that's a good question i mean a lot of at the time i guess a lot of people still were convinced that potatoes were poisonous and that you had to just like oh. boil the hell out of them to get them to be safe to eat hmm. so it was somewhat of an adventurous snack i guess my all-time favorite snack is a malted milk but especially malt balls yeah like, like whoppers oh, yeah. i actually well i grew up in asia so we had um the british version which were called maltesers i don't know if you guys oh. ever heard of that uh-uh. no but Mal- okay. maltesers yeah. and it's a portmanteau of malt and teasers that that whole concept of using malt in candy and in milkshake is kind of interesting to me because it's like when i think of malt i think of boring grains and cereal and i never think to combine that into sweet or, or maybe beer even yeah yeah, yeah. so maltesers were created by uh mr mars himself forest mars mm. um, of the mars candy company and in the 1930s and they were originally called and described as energy balls <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Energy balls. Sure. And, Just like Guinness was a health drink, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah and it course. was aimed at slimming women. Um, <laughs> the, how, how did that work out? Well, okay, so this is their claim. They got real fat. It, it used to have cocaine in it. <laughs> <laughs> ephedrine right. in the center. Chocolate-coated ephedrine. I'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the, the basis of this claim is pretty dumb because they're like, oh, it's seven times less fat than your normal chocolate candy. Sure, yeah. That's because it's air. Yeah. That's what they yeah. say. Well, that's what they say about Three Musketeers now. It's like, oh, it has less fat. It's like, mm-hmm. yes, because you whip it's, air yeah, into yeah. the filling. Right, right. Yeah. Marketing man. And so malt, um, I don't know if you guys know where actually malt comes from. I thought malt was a specific type of grain. No. It isn't. It's right? like a process. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's any cereal grain that's um, germinated and then they're stopped by pumping hot air Mm. so they would germinate a little bit and the starch gets broken down to sugars and then that becomes the kind of sweet sweetness Mm. of it it's got that really distinctive taste and so i love malted milkshakes like i think it's delicious so good like the nuttiness the whole using malt as like a sweet substance was uh actually pioneered by Mr. Horlicks himself. There is actually a James Horlick who made the Horlicks malted milk. Ah. And um, before malt was kind of given to uh, children, especially in the working class in England, because it has it has a high nutritional right, value nutritional and it can supplement it and can yeah. store. Right. And so a lot of the kids ate malt extract. Uh, James Horlick developed uh, an improved version where he added in and patented with dried milk. 
And so that's where malted mm. milk came from. Mm. He became a patron of Antarctic exploration because of his products. They can store; they don't they don't go bad like real milk. So he had to mm. find a way to fund to people to use them, basically. Maybe he was also a fan of Arctic oh. Antarctic <laughs> exploration. And uh, you know, the famous explorer Richard E. Byrd actually named a mountain range in Antarctica after. Mr. Horlick. Oh, he loved it. He was a fan. So um, I really actually kind of had a hard time with this topic because, I mean, I, I generally, I don't eat a lot of junk food. I stay away from candy and ice cream and cookies and all that kind of stuff. Stop judging um, us. But, well, 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 no, I so love it. I, mean, I, I think it's delicious, right? But at, when I when I kind of made the decision to stop eating a lot of it, ever since then, I've, I've liked it less and less. But I had to think to myself, okay, well, when I go off my diet, you know what I mean? When I decide, okay, I'm just going to eat whatever, whatever I feel like, what is it that I gravitate towards, right? right? And I realized that the thing that, like, makes me go crazy that I think is incredibly delicious is fried foods. Like, <laughs> yeah. that for me, like, I don't, when I look, when I look at ice cream, I'm like, oh yeah, ice cream, ice cream is good, candy is good, whatever. I don't go nuts for, for candy and ice cream, you know, or, or Doritos or whatever, yeah. but fried, just hot fried foods straight out of the deep fat fryer, like, that is what makes me go completely oh, insane. So good. I love it. So I thought I'd start us off with, um, you know, fried breakfast foods. So I started researching a little bit about the donut, the humble donut, and, oh, and where did this come the from? Donuts. Right? Donuts, yeah. Now I'm hungry. So, like, so many, I, I love donuts, and I don't eat a lot of donuts. You know, I, I will have, like, a donut a year, maybe, but I think they're the most wonderful things on earth, especially when they're, you know, just right out of the, right out of the fryer, you What's know. your favorite kind? Oh, man. Um, like an apple fritter, you know, sometimes. Ooh, like a bear claw kind of. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. Or a Boston cream donut, which every now and again I'll be known to eat a Boston cream donut when we're at, like, Dunkin' Donuts when I'm back on the East Coast. Filled with American cream Filled sauce. Filled with American cream <laughs> sauce, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> donuts, uh, like many desserts, it turns out, were actually brought here by early Dutch settlers, um, which who also brought, like, apple pie and things like that right to America. Oily cake, or however you, however you pronounce it <laughs> yes. in the original language, you know, literally meaning a cake soaked with oil. <laughs> it's, it's what it was. Yeah. And they were kind of like, I want to say they were kind of like munchkins, like donut holes. The interesting thing about munchkins, is what, which is what we call them on the East Coast, you call any donut hole, right? Uh, a munch. What I've I, never, which I mean, heard, I've of never that. heard. You've that, never yeah. heard of this because because that's that's the brand name of Dunkin' Donuts version. Uh, um, oh. In Canada. Uh, the name Timbits has kind oh, of become genericized Tim from Tim Hortons. Mm. So in Canada, uh, a lot of donut, and I'm, I'm sure someone from Canada is going to say, I don't call them that. But yeah. apparently in Canada, it's sort of become a little genericized thing where in the East Coast, they call them munchkins. Up there, they call them Timbits. Donut holes do not actually come from punching the hole out of the donut. Yes. Oh. Listen. Yes, yes. <laughs> Dreams shattered. I, I know, right? It's its own little thing. Yes. This brings up the, the question of how did the donut get its hole? Because the, the donut with the hole in it is very much an American invention. There is a, there was a. Oh, sailor. so so from the old Dutch ones, they're just kind of like a block of bread. More they like were the, like they the were, fritters. They were, yeah, like Fried fritters cake. or like donut holes, like small cakes Got that were just it. fried and eaten. There is an American sailor who lived in the early early part of twentieth uh, century named. Hansen Gregory, and he claims to have invented the donut with a hole in it. And it is not, as as the urban legend goes, because he was sailing his ship in a storm and took his donut and put it on the spoke of the ship's <laughs> wheel to hold it steady in the torrential winds. No, it was because when he cooked donuts, he didn't like how the center wouldn't get cooked. Right. It wouldn't oh. get fried. So he's like, well, if you make it a, a ring shape, then my won't have that issue now did he steal this from somebody 
Uh, is he, was he just trying to puff himself up? Who knows? But he did claim to newspapers who reported it at the time that he had, in fact, done that. Guy Higher surface to mass ratio, man. That guy's a smart dude. Oh, yeah, I, I had heard that as was... well, but I thought it was because it got too greasy in the middle. But I, I mean, I guess it's all the same thing. Too yeah. doughy. Or, oh, okay. You know, just okay. not cooked enough. Got yeah, it. That's, got that's it. my uh, my understanding. Could be too greasy, too. There are there are reasons. There are good scientific reasons for cooking a donut with a with a hole in it. In that yeah. Sense. But, it totally makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine whatever physics make a bagel being in a... Taurus shape or sort of similar. I would imagine, and this is my own crazy world, I would imagine why they would have holes in bagels and donuts is because, like, if they're street vendors back in the day and they're selling them, they just put them all in a stick, like through a stick. And you just have a giant kebab of donuts and you can like be like, here you go, here you yeah, go, here you it go. Must be, it must be nice to live in your world. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is so wondrous. Do they, do they sing? When yeah, they're... yeah. It's, it's their donut, donut time. <laughs> you have your finger up in the air yeah. and a donut lands on it. <laughs> like, wow. Okay, Homer. <laughs> well, it's some of our favorite jokes junk food. You know, I, I looked into some other crazier versions of junk food. Since I grew up loving Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I have a weird obsession with different types of pizza. And also, you know, I, I, I grew up in Asia where the, the pizza flavors are very, very different mm-hmm. from the American <laughs> pizza. We put corn and crab and mayonnaise mm-hmm. on our pizza. It's really weird. But um, recently, I don't know if you guys seen this, it, it was a commercial released um, Pizza Hut in the Middle Eastern market released a special edition of of a pizza and and here in America and in maybe other countries we have the type of pizza instead of having like a a normal crust the crust is a little bits of stuffed dough balls with cheese in it. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Cheesy, uh, cheesy crust. Cheesy, sure. cheesy crust. <laughs> sure, why not? This new Pizza Hut invention goes a step. Well, not not a step. Like leaps. Leaps beyond <laughs> the line where they baked into the crust sliders. Yes, yeah. I saw <gasps> that. I saw a picture of that. It is insane. It's beautiful. It's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. It's a pizza with a ring of cheeseburgers they, they around the outer edge. A crown of yes, burgers. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. It, it is crazy and it's not just normal burgers it's burgers <laughs> baked into the pizza crust mm-hmm. crazy and then the, my, my, is my, this is this kosher for passover <laughs> who, is, who is the market in the middle east for this is how do you eat it like you cannot i think you have to start from the outside in right but you can't hold it you maybe pull it off it's like you can what do you mean you can't hold it you just because it's, got a, cheeseburger it's got a cheeseburger as a crust there's I will, no give handle me a, give me a cheeseburger it's an and a piece of pizza i'll eat it right now. oh so you put your thumb. Oh, in the you're middle right. Of the you're right. Yeah. You're right. Did you also know that there in the Middle East there's ones with chicken nuggets on the side? What? And in the UK they just started baking hot dogs into the crust. That is beautiful, like pigs in the blanket. Yeah. We've clearly oh. run out of food ideas. We're just all right. What two foods can we combine <laughs> into a new well, third no, thing? No, no, Colin. No, I feel like America is lagging behind. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. feel like they're light years ahead of us. Macaroni and cheese crust. I will eat that. I will eat that. Macaroni Ooh, and cheese crust yeah. pizza. I, you know, uh, so again, going on the, the fried food uh, <laughs> uh, thought train here, I thought to myself, okay, people fry all kinds of crazy, crazy things, right? And I, I, I tried to figure out, okay, well, where, where did this actually begin? Was it at some state fair in, in Minnesota, like some people th- seem to think? Or, you know, where did this, this trend of just dropping whatever? Whatever you like can think yeah. of. Twinkies, Oreos, right. candy bars, Coca-Cola. There is a yeah, thing right. called fried Coca-Cola. And beer. Get beer. Beer, beer. Fried beer. Butter. Fried yeah. beer. Fried butter. butter. Yeah. Pickles. I, I Somebody mean, actually yeah. has done one of the more recent winners at the Texas State Fair of Most Innovative was fried Frito Pie. 
Oh, that was They came nice. up with a good combination of chili and Fritos and cheese. And, and a that's good called a batter. Frito pie? Frito pie. Yeah. Well, yeah. Which I mean, is a tradi- I mean, traditional Texan dish. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Karen and I have had this uh, down in Austin, Texas, and it is a wonderful thing. Uh, it's one it of the really things that is. I miss. Fritos yeah. and yeah. chili on in yeah. Yeah, in a pie yeah. crust. Yeah. It's a, it's in a the, pile little, the little paper boat like a, thing. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. some people some thing. people insist that you you're not really getting Frito pie unless you buy it off of a food stand, and it's literally a bag, a, you know, fun sized bag of Fritos that they open up from the back and just oh. put chili and cheese right into the bag, and you eat it with a fork. We actually fun had a, fact. They served this in my junior high school in Oakland, and that is <laughs> nice. why childhood obesity. <laughs> and, we've, and we've figured out the cause of childhood obesity is Frito pie. But we had it in Texas with pulled pork, which is not what you're supposed to do, but it's a more too high brow. version. Too highbrow. Too highbrow. But yeah, chili and cheese on top of Fritos. It is. It's wonderful. It's 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 incredible. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about fried food. Yes. So at carnivals, in addition to things like you know funnel cake, which is another fried food, they you know they'll do fried candy bars, and so I, I wanted to figure out like where all this started as it turns out it started in a chip shop in scotland Hmm. there was a the the craze started when the board proprietors of a fish and chips place (laughs) (laughs) we've got all this boiling oil you know what i scotland i totally get it if you if there is a a a cauldron of boiling oil in front of me i will try to fry everything yeah well that was to see what happened (laughs) why not it was it was called the haven ship bar in stonehaven near aberdeen in scotland and it was around it was in the mid 1990s um and they and they had at that time started taking mars bars and mars bars were very popular candy in europe Mm -hmm. um they they had they have Mars bars here now. Like they used to have them here. Yeah. Then they discontinued them. Then they brought them back. The Mars bar that's here is basically like a Snickers with almond, mm-hmm. right? In the UK, a Mars bar is basically a Milky Way. It's it's slightly different, but it's but it's caramel nougat covered in chocolate. So they very popular more in the UK. They fried Mars bars. Turns out it was delicious. They started giving them to kids, and this got picked up by the newspapers. It's like people are frying candy bars and selling them. Why are we getting so fat? Yeah. <laughs> and this trend spread throughout the United Kingdom of fried Mars bars in chip shops because there were a lot of chip shops, right? Fish and chips, kind of popular in England. So they could very easily kind of of replicate this. A little popular. You may have heard Um, of them. (laughs) And this this then directly led to the introduction of the popularization of the fried Twinkie. Right. Because there was a chip shop in New York City. And the point of this New York City thing was to sort of replicate the, Mm. you know, the UK chip shop experience. So, of course, they did fried Mars bars and then they sort of experimented also. Now, look, before anybody um, actually writes in, I'm sure that at some point somebody before this put a Twinkie in a fryer, right? right, right? right. What I'm saying here is this is where the, the trend began. This is where it first it got critical notoriety. Mass. Yes. Well, these are the first people to do... Like, the New York Times reported on these guys in 2002, chip shop in New York City, doing fried Twinkies and, and did not say anything in the report that anyone had ever done it. And so from there, then it sort of spread to the state fairs in Minnesota and everything, and then we get fried everything from that. Right, but it was right. a, a fairly recent uh, invention, which got started in Scotland. It's it's funny that you that you talk about it, you know, sort of reaching critical mass when a newspaper covered it, because sort of, you know, I, I, there was something that I came across that was really interesting. You know, we're talking about just crazy junk foods. You guys here have heard of the Luther, yes? Are you guys familiar? Oh, yes. With? Oh, yes. The, the Luther, the oh, Luther right. Vandross Burger. Right? So there's the Luther, and there is a related sandwich called the Ham Dog. So Wait, what, now, what are you, what's the Luther? All right, so let, let me let me just a little bit of backstory here. So uh, in so both of these concepts kind of burst onto the scene in 2005. 
the Chicago Tribune wrote an article about a restaurant down in Decatur, Georgia, uh, mm -hmm. called Mulligan's, which sadly apparently is no longer there, or they closed. Uh, so this is the considered the birthplace of both the ham dog and the Luther. So I'll start with the Luther. The Luther is a bacon cheeseburger on a Krispy Kreme donut that's yeah. been sliced uh... in half and grilled instead of the bun. Indeed. So that's that's the basic Luther. I thought that was the Paula Deen. Uh, so now okay. here's where it, here's where it gets interesting. Okay. So uh, so Mulligan's uh, was famous locally for the Luther, which was named after Luther Vandross. Now mm -hmm. the 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 owner swears that it was named after Luther Vandross because he enjoyed them. Now the origins are a little murky, but. Everyone agrees that it is named after Luther Vandross. Luther Vandross being the yes, famous the American singer. soul singer. The famous American yeah. soul singer who, perhaps ironically, perhaps yes. not, died of a heart attack and yeah. also had, <laughs> had had a stroke a couple so years ago. Right, look, the, the thing with the Luther is, and I've never actually had one. One of these days I'm going to rectify the situation and actually eat one of these crazy things. It's bucket just, list. It's, yeah, bucket right, list. Right, right, right. Which right. Is, hopefully at the, at the, at the tail thing. end yeah. of the bucket list. Yeah, <laughs> if I want to Maybe it's the, it's the, the last thing out the door. Well, here's the thing it well, sounds that's like what, oh that's my what open people, and closes the door there are people <laughs> out there who are, i'm sure there's a lot of people going oh my god how could you eat something like that it's like actually you know what if you take a regular bacon cheeseburger <laughs> and take ketchup which is mostly just sugar at this point you don't know, try and rationalize and this Chris. don't try burger, and make it sound like something normal it's not you know it's not normal but it's i mean adding putting a lot of sugar on a burger really is it <laughs> but really it's not it's not as horrible as like i yeah, mean it's I, bad I so but most things people eat are actually pretty Bad. I think the the classic pairing of something sweet and something right. salty is we've like well, people dip their French fries in milkshakes. No, I mean certainly, yeah, the sweet and salty, mm -hmm. and it's all kind of greasy goes together. Yeah, yeah. I, I suppose it's not terribly outrageous. Right. I'm not saying it's not bad. Right. I'm saying that right. people eat things that are worse and never think a thing about that, and they uh, look at that and they go, "I would never do that to myself." It's it like, has oh, anywhere you do, depending on how you prepare it, it has anywhere from 800 to 1500 calories. Oh, that's not that bad. And for a donut from, burger, anywhere from 50 to 90 grams of how um, many so, calories did that? one milkshake at Cold Stone Creamery have? Like 2,200. Yeah, 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 right. The right. PB&J gotta have it size. The worst <laughs> drink in America. <laughs> they take you to the hospital when you're done. So what's what's a, oh, what's so, a ham dog? So the ham dog, which actually I guess was their more famous sandwich, the ham dog is a hot dog wrapped in a beef patty, <laughs> deep fried, <laughs> served on a bun covered with chili and cheese and onions and then topped off with a fried egg. And then typically served, it says, you know, with a handful or with two of French fries. With the side salad yeah. and a tote bag. Yeah. Oh, which is with, with one single French fry. Yeah. It's a token fry. Um, so, yeah. So, they, so this one place was birthed the ham dog and the Luther. But I was trying to stall so you never got to the ham dog. I don't know if people really needed to hear that. Uh, but as Dana said, that's right. So Paula Dean, you know, I guess the year after this kind of burst onto the national consciousness, uh, she also came up with her recipe that she publicized. She calls it... The ladies' brunch burger, which is no a... ladies. Eat after <laughs> <brunch>. <laughs> um, and I, it's basically a Luther. It's the same thing, although she she uh, she has egg on hers as a matter of um, of uh, course, as a, as yeah. opposed to an option. You can find variations of this in a lot of restaurants now. It's, I'm not it's gonna gone, lie. It's gone worldwide. Oh yeah, it's gone I, worldwide. I'm not gonna lie, but the ham dog. Sounds delicious. Like not. <laughs> How could like, it not be? Yeah, exactly. It has all the delicious elements mashed up into one 
a convenient item <laughs> that I can enjoy chili. Uh, oh, and some bread and some ground meat and <laughs> an egg. It, yeah, and an yeah. egg. It gets all the four major food groups of chili, hot dog, egg, self-loathing. I just feel like it's gonna taste like regret. Like it's okay going down, and then you're just like, oh man, I shouldn't have eaten that. <laughs> Speaking of decadent fast food, how are you gonna um, top that <laughs> with an egg? The ham dog. <laughs> <laughs> the bacon milkshake at, oh <laughs> at Jack in the Box. Wait, so, this is real. It's real. You can go is get it. Is it secret menu? Um, you know what? They said it was secret menu on the internet, but I swear that at Jack in the Box I saw they it. They advertised at Jack in the Box milkshake. a bacon milkshake. It's a vanilla milkshake with uh, the Tuscany bacon syrup in it. Oh, okay. So, and then... People have asked if they'll like chop up bacon and put it on there, <laughs> yeah. too. and they say no, they will not do that. They say no. <laughs> so it's like bacon flavor, bacon flavored yeah, milkshake. Okay. It's supposed to be good. Hipsters, <laughs> I know bacon on everything. Yeah. Well, if you do actually add real bacon in it, it's like the least kosher thing. In yeah, the world. yeah, I can't imagine yeah. it being less kosher. Right? What about a cheeseburger pizza? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> blended into the milkshake. <laughs> add a donut. See, I would, I would. Imagine the bacon milkshake in my little world again yeah. would like be a, a, a nice like old school cup and then uh, the straw would be like made out of bacon right like, wrapped bacon you drink yeah. the milkshake out of the bacon straw well it's they like have... the bacon teenies yes the, yes, the yes maple um, martini and then you put bacon around the rim and then oh. it sounds kind of good i would have that i would drink that i would absolutely try one let's go get it after that <laughs> well guess <laughs> what you guys i brought some <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the rest, rest of the podcast is just like, <laughs> I hate myself. This, this, this really must just be like the glory days for like the American Pork Council, you know? I mean, it's like bacon I don't think has ever been more popular than it is right now. So I made a little junk food quiz for you guys. All right. It's eclectic. It covers worldwide junk food trends and... So if if you win the junk food quiz, are you actually a winner or are you a a loser at heart? You're a winner. You're a winner to me <laughs> until your heart until your heart fails. <laughs> yeah, right. Starting off, which snack food came first? Corn nuts, Orville Redenbacher's popcorn, Pringles, or Lay's potato chips? I'm gonna guess Pringles. What do you guess? With I with my reasoning being, it's like ground up stuff. See, I think though that Pringles have to come after regular potato chips. I, I was going to guess corn nuts. I was going to say Orville Redenbacher's popcorn. <laughs> that dude was old. No. So Lay's potato chips were the ah. first. Oh. They came out in 1932. Then corn nuts were 1936. Um, Orville Redenbacher's popcorn was 69. Oh, wow. Oh, and Pringles was 68. Wow. I didn't know popcorn. It was Orville Redenbacher's. Not just popcorn. Oh. Just Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That yeah. brand popcorn, of popcorn. Popcorn had been around for a long time. Oh, yeah. Time, but yeah. it's such an old-timey name. I thought it would be tricky. I, I fell right into the trap. Okay. <laughs> Twinkie snack cakes are known for their especially long shelf lives. How long is the shelf life of a Twinkie? Is it oh. one to two weeks, 25 days to a month, two and a half to three years, or 50 to 100 years? I think it's the two and a half weeks to a month. I bet it's one of those things where their shelf life is really exaggerated. 
I, I actually agree with Colin. It's 25 days. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, Twinkies have been known to live longer than that. But, you know, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, But that's it, it. That's in controlled laboratory circumstances. So Twinkies don't have any dairy in them. So that's why they don't go bad as quickly as like a regular then donut would. Then what's the inside? <laughs> Oil. Yeah. It's... But it's like creamy and white. I thought it was like a cream filling center. It's probably just well, like, it's yeah. A, just... It's American savory. <laughs> <laughs> Men will tell you all kinds of things. <laughs> In 2010, KFC introduced the Double Down. Oh, yes. What are the ingredients on the Double Down? <laughs> it's uh, two two fried chicken breasts, two pieces of bacon, and two slices of cheese. And one, uh, one more thing. Oh, mm. Sauce. Special sauce, right? Oh. Or yes. whatever. Yeah. Yes. No vegetables, except there's a little relish in the special sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Just a touch of relish. <laughs> For legal they, requirements. Yeah, they, they, uh, they open up the jar of relish, tip it towards the back, and close it again. <laughs> In and Out Burger is a big West Coast uh, burger chain. True. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's known for its secret menu. On that menu, what oh. is the Flying Dutchman, Karen? Flying Dutchman is a a normal burger, but with no buns. And I'll, I'll, give, I'll give it to you. It's, okay. It's two beef patties and two slices of cheese. So no sauce either. No oh, no okay. no lettuce. No tomato. It's because people were giving them to their dogs. Oh. And so oh. Flying Dutchman, you can give to your dog. Oh, okay. I, if for all the listeners who don't live on the West Coast, if you ever come to the West Coast, and this is everybody says this, but we're gonna say it officially, yeah. yes. <laughs> you have to go to In and Out. Even though it's fast food, it's delicious, and it's it's. Yeah. And it's an institution. It's it definitely. Is. It's not yeah. the yeah. best burger in the world, but it's the best fast. cheap burger in the world. Yeah, best cheap fast food burger yeah. in the world. Ooh, we're not sponsored by In and Out. I just <laughs> want to make that clear. <laughs> no, okay. not yet. Anyway, <laughs> In and Out. You know where to find us. Yeah. Which is not a potato chip flavor? Hmm. Lamb with mint, Heinz ketchup, Twizzlers, Cajun squirrel, and Mountain Dew. <laughs> There is no such thing as a Twizzlers flavored potato chip. Yes. <laughs> but there is a Cajun squirrel. Cajun squirrel. Twizzlers have no flavor. What does it taste like? Well, wax? It's like cherry. <laughs> oh, okay. I no. imagine that like they had regular squirrel flavor and it just wasn't selling. Right, yeah. right. Like, right. guys, how can we kick it up and yeah, jazz yeah. up the squirrel? F- I know. Oh, yeah. Cajun squirrel. Bam! Yeah. <laughs> Cajun squirrel. <laughs> um, what were the other ones? There's a uh, lamb with mint. Oh. Which kind of sounds interesting. That sounds good. Yeah, Heinz ketchup. Okay, yeah, that, that is the thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just saw that one. Mountain Dew. Utz. Utz does Heinz ketchup. There's a Mountain Dew Dorito. Flavor. Mountain Dew. Okay, because they're owned by the same company, I guess it's right? a corn chip. Sorry. Oh, interesting. Mountain Dew. Is it sweet or is it salty? Sweet. That just sounds weird. Ew, <laughs> Mountain like... Dew is not salty. <laughs> that sounds weird. It does sound weird. Are Pringles actually potato chips? <laughs> No, they are not. Do you know why? They are. They are. Yeah. Well, they're like they're not cut pieces of potato. Yeah. They're made out of a slurry and then the shaped process, into that shape. Yeah. 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 And in fact, in the UK, they have actually argued that because they're not potato chips, they should not be subject to the potato chip tax. Huh. And they, and they huh. say no. They're just a. Uh, they're, a they're you know they're a snack. There's right. a potato yeah. chip tax. Yeah. They they raised the taxes on straight up potato chips in the UK, and the makers of Pringles argued that and because it was not a potato chip, it was not. It was actually subject to a lower. A tax. lot of the. I mean, yeah. A lot of our food categories are basically just you know arbitrarily decided because of like tariffs and import laws and tax laws and yes. things like things are classified as a vegetable just because they need to be for a tax purpose or something yeah. like that 
they're only 42% potato, like actual potato. Mm-hmm. So the the rest is like stabilizers and starches and stuff. The rest is uh, Cajun so, squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> so they, <laughs> so they can be called potato crisps. And if yes. they wanted to be chips, they had to say that they are potato chips made from dried potatoes, which doesn't sound that sexy right. on the package. <laughs> I think so, they are so based, they based on the novel potato. push by Sapphire. Like... Crisps. Are corn nuts actually made with corn? I know they are, because I love corn nuts. <laughs> you said it all Southern, too. Corn nuts. Corn. Is it true? <laughs> it is true. Corn nuts. Uh, well, they make, look like you corn. Make corn nuts. You soak a whole kernel of corn um, for three days in water, and then you fry it. Fry the corn. No, Dana, I just go to the store. They sell them <laughs> to me. <laughs> or you can buy it at some <laughs> <laughs> But do you know the difference between deer nuts and beer nuts? <laughs> You know the difference between deer nuts and bees nuts? <laughs> <laughs> Please uh, tell me the difference between deer nuts and beer nuts. Wait, oh. what? I don't even know what those are. The difference between deer nuts and beer nuts? What are deer nuts? <laughs> <laughs> well, beer nuts are a, a dollar, but deer nuts are under a buck. Ah. <laughs> okay. I cared so much. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were, I was getting a real answer. M&M's, the button-shaped chocolate candies, were first produced in 1941. Um, since then, they've been filled with a variety of ingredients. In addition to milk chocolate, can you name four other types of M&M fillings? Oh. Karen. Uh, pretzels, mm-hmm. Krispies, yeah. uh, almond, and peanut. Oh, yes. very good. I'm surprised you didn't say mint, which you're eating right now. Uh, the mint M&M's <laughs> I'm eating right now actually doesn't contain mint inside. Uh, it's the flavor. shell. They also have dark chocolate. You say almonds. Yeah, almonds. Yep. Orange chocolate, coconut, wild cherry, cinnamon, and peanut butter. Oh, oh that's right. I remember the peanut, peanut butter, butter ones. Yeah, that's, that's right. Thing. Cherry. When they finally decided to just yeah, take on Reese's Pieces head on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, last question. According to the Taco Bell Nutritional Guidelines, <laughs> which has the most calories? Ooh. Doritos Locos Taco Supreme. Um, Double Decker Taco, 40 ounce Mountain Dew Baja Blast, or a half pound cheesy potato burrito? I'm going to guess the Mountain Dew yes, Blast. I'm with you on that too. one. I was going to guess that. If too. I said 30 ounce, it would not be the most. But, but because I said 40, it has 10 more calories than, no! than, the, Tricky. than the half pound cheesy, cheesy potato burrito. I also just want to note that you oh. can get. 40 ounces of Mountain Dew at this yeah. restaurant. That gives 550 calories. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it there's 540 in the cheesy potato burrito, um, 320 in the double-decker mm-hmm. taco, and a reasonable-ish 200 in the Doritos taco. Yeah. <laughs> Things I learned today, Taco Bell has nutritional guidelines. <laughs> yeah. So really, so if you... If, oxymoron. <laughs> if you had a 40-ounce Mountain Dew and a Luther, that's pretty much your calorie requirements for a whole day. Yeah. You don't have to eat anymore. <laughs> but makes... to go back to the Luther, if if I were to eat this thing and I planned it, I was like, I'm going to do something bad to my body. Calorie, not that not bad. That, yeah, it's true. Not it's that true. bad. Hey, I've got one trick question I can ask everybody. Uh, finalizing, finishing out my theme of fried foods. Where was the first Kentucky Fried Chicken opened? Hmm. The way Tennessee. He's a- the way nope. he's asking it makes me think it's not Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. Where was the first Kentucky Fried Chicken opened? Mm, man, I feel like I just read this. I don't know. The first Kentucky Fried Chicken was opened in 1952 in Utah. Oh. What? Colonel Colonel Harlan Sanders, of course, started cooking chicken in Kentucky, but the first restaurant called Kentucky Fried Chicken was opened in South Salt Lake in Utah. Interesting. Uh. And I believe he was not a real colonel. I think he was a was self-styled colonel. He was colonel. a Kentucky colonel, which is a civilian honor that the state of Kentucky can, can award mm. to people. Yep. 
All right. So he was not a military colonel, but he was a colonel. <laughs> In his heart. <laughs> <laughs> Screw this. Let's go get some fried chicken. Yeah. Uh, Woo! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. That is all for our junk food talk, man. Woo. I don't know. It's- I feel uh, I feel, feel logy. I just like yeah. <laughs> I feel hungry, but I'm also kind of sweaty. Like <laughs> just like no. I imagine all the oils coming out of my pores just from talking about all of this. Abdominal discomfort. For our final quiz segment, uh, Colin, you have a quiz prepared. I do, I do, and this is uh, a general trivia. Oh, but does have a theme to it. Do uh, we have to guess the theme? You're going to tell us. No, I'll tell you the theme because it uh, kind of helps bootstrap into the answers here. The theme is double letters, so two okay. letters in a row. Okay, for most of them, there's a double letter in the answer. For a few of them, it'll be in the question, but you, you'll figure it out. You guys are all smart. Um, so we'll. we'll... <laughs> Thanks, Colin. <laughs> all right, this world famous basketball player was born Ferdinand Louis Alcindor Jr., but later changed his name to what? Uh, Karen. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Correct. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's right. That's right. Changed his name in uh, 1971, the day after winning his first NBA championship. The logo for this car manufacturer includes a black horse against a yellow background. Sorry. Karen, emphatically. Karen. I'm sorry. Uh, Saab. Ooh, good guess, but incorrect. What? You're on the right track, though. You're thinking the right thing. Yeah. Oh! Double letter. Car manufacturer, black horse against a yellow background. And they are somewhat sporty cars. Mm. <laughs> oh. Ferrari. Yeah. Correct. Oh, Ferrari. Okay. Uh, also interesting, uh, Porsche logo also has a black horse against the yellow God, background. God, I was, I was yeah. tripping but over that double, double letters in it. Yes. Yeah. I was like, Porsche is not right. That's what I <laughs> She was the first woman elected to lead a Muslim state. Oh. She was the first woman elected to lead a Muslim state. She was assassinated in 2007. Oh, wait, no. Cancel. <laughs> <laughs> False buzz. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking for Benazir Bhutto. Oh. B-H-U-T-T-O. T-T-O. Bhutto. Oh. If we're using Roman numerals, which one of the following is not a valid number and why? So I'm going to give you four choices. Okay. M-M- CC, LL, or XX? That was Chris. That's LL, because LL would be 100, which would be C. Correct. Yes. L is 50. That's yeah. right. Speaking of LL, uh, we're all familiar <laughs> with uh, hip-hop star LL Cool J. I'm yeah. ready. I'm ready to buzz. Uh, <laughs> Karen is on it. What does LL Cool J stand for? I'm going to get out to Dana. Uh, ladies love Cool James. That is right. Ladies, <laughs> ladies love, love Cool James. James. <laughs> uh, he was born James Todd Smith. The world's first registered trademark was issued to this UK brewery. 
Oh. Karen. Guinness? Incorrect. Oh. I think that was Chris. Bass? It is Bass That's Brewery. That is right. That's right. The very first uh, trademark issued anywhere in the world. Registered trademark uh, in wow. 1876. For in their, the world. In the world. That's right. The, the, that. that standard red triangle, which has not changed since then, 1876. Mm-hmm. It, just for the record, there are other beers that know that they've used their logos longer, but they weren't registered trademarks. What does the BB in BB gun refer to? Oh. Oh. Chris. Baby bullet. Uh, <laughs> that's clever. I like that. If it were made by Nintendo, that's what it would stand for. Of course. Uh, Dana. Is it ball bearing? No, that's a very common... That's what I thought it was. Uh, it's not. Uh, it doesn't stand for anything. It refers to the size of the pellet. Um, oh. So I guess uh, birdshot sizes come in B, BB, BBB. They also <laughs> use numbers. And when they started making BB guns, that was the closest size. Uh, was that size that was of birdshot. question. I yeah. said, I said refer to. I didn't say stand for. That's right. Okay. <laughs> All right, here's a, you'll feel, uh, this one's an architecture one, Karen. Oh. Okay. <laughs> this Finnish American architect designed, architect designed many famous modernist structures, including the St. Louis Gateway Arch. Karen. Uh, Saarinen. Correct. Aero Saarinen. Saarinen. Aero Saarinen. And he's got the mm-hmm. double, E-E-R-O, his first name. So he's got the, and then Saarinen, S-A-A-R-I-N-E. A-A, yes, yep. Aero Saarinen. Saarinen. Yes. I've been to his house. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Not like I hung For out with party. him. <laughs> <laughs> like as a museum kind of thing. I had a feeling that you would get that one. All right. Yay. Um, okay, last one here. This one's a little bit tricky, but I, I think you can get this. Within the last 10 years, there have been three Oscar winners for Best Picture that have double letters in their titles. So in the last 10 years, three movies won Best Picture. Name them, or as many as you can. Dana. One is Slumdog Millionaire. One is Slumdog Millionaire, yes. Are these winners or nominees? These are winners. These movies won Best Picture Award at the Academy Awards. Slumdog Millionaire is one. There are two uh-huh. more. I'll give you the years if you want. Sure. 2004 and 2010. Oh, what oh uh, Million Dollar Baby? Correct. Yeah. Million Dollar Baby, well, 2004. Both, yeah. Let's get the double. Yeah, Million and Millionaire. Last one, 2010. Oh. Double letter in the name. Just that was just just happened. Hurt, not Hurt Locker. <laughs> oh, son. The King's oh, Speech. The King's Speech. Yes. We got it. The double letter. <laughs> Eventually, we got it. We're yeah. awesome. <laughs> All right, good job. Good job. That was a little mixed <laughs> bag there. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we also have another carryover question for you guys listening out there. So we're going to... A challenge. A challenge. A listener challenge. So we're going to read this one out and you guys, uh, we want to change it up a little bit. Instead of putting them in the comments on the website, uh, this time uh, we want to ask you guys to email us your your guesses or your answers. Mm-hmm. All right. This is a keyboard typewriter question. So Ooh. I like these. Uh, and again, remember, this is in the theme of double letters. So there are two 12-letter words in standard English. Not medical or technical jargon words. Standard English words. Two 12-letter words that can be typed using only the left hand. I know this. On a keyboard or typewriter. (laughs) I'll give you one of them. One of them is reverberated. What is the other word? 12 letters, standard English, and remember the theme of double letters. And we're actually going to randomly choose some of the the correct answers, and we're going to send you a cool, good job brain swag um, some Trivial Pursuit cards and some stickers and stuff. So write in and give us the answers. Thank you guys for joining me and thank you guys, the listeners, for listening in. Hope you guys learned a lot of stuff about junk food or 
is now on your way to go get some junk food after <laughs> listening to this because I'm totally going to yeah. do that. You're going to go get some bacon milkshakes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you can find us on Zoom Marketplace, on iTunes, and also on our website, which is goodjobbrain.com. Again, if you want to email us, uh, the challenge answer is at gjb.podcast at gmail. Dot com. You'll feel so clever when you figure it out. <laughs> Dana's sitting there so happy. I'm so she knows smug the right now. Dana's so oh. smug right now. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Thanks, Bye. guys. Bye. world is like the ocean. It's alluring, but it's also full of deadly creatures that can shred you to pieces. It becomes kind of like a Game of Thrones political arena where everyone's trying to murder you to get your job. My family doesn't come from corporate background, so I didn't have any sort of guidance in that. This is not your typical work podcast. Sometimes you need to be empathetic, and then there are times that you ask for input, but you don't really give a shit. <laughs> Listen to the Ambi Award-nominated podcast, Surfing Corporate. Stretch opportunity? What is this, yoga class? Get out of here. <laughs>